Blog Talk Radio. Paul, 
R-A-T-S-A-T-O-M-E-R. Also, for those who may want to um, go into our chat room, you can go to our chat room. We is available on our website right now. You can send your questions, comments, or prayer requests. I would like to say a huge hello to everyone. I thank God for this awesome, awesome, awesome Sunday. This is the second Sunday in the new month of 2022. So I am very excited for today. Question. Are you easily distracted? Hmm. Are you easily distracted by people, problems, or even just pressure? Well, don't feel by yourself. Whenever you are on the assignment that God has given you, Satan would try to throw things or send people your way to derail you from your focus. But know that, know that you can overcome any distraction that Satan may try to send you regardless of how many times you have failed. Understand that. So on today's show, we're going to talk about getting and remaining focused in the episode called Focus, Focus, Focus. <laughs> Just one blank. Focus, Focus, Focus. Connected. All right. Thank the Lord. Focus, Focus, Focus. We're going to talk about that today. Um, you know, if you really think about it, especially this is the, we still celebrating the new year we but nine days into the new year, and I know people, some people try to make New Year's resolutions, which I tell people, forget about New Year's resolutions. Just look at it day by day. But also this opportunity for people to have a new beginning, not trying to get into a habit of starting something in the beginning of the year and then, you know, failing and doing the same thing over every year. But looking at like I said last Sunday, New Year's Revelation, looking at this as an opportunity for us to be able to do something new, do something for our for our life, and also looking at it as a lifestyle change, looking at things as a lifestyle change. So the main thing for us to be able to do, like I said, focus, 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 regaining control of your life again. Focus, focus, focus. Gaining control of your life again. And that's something that uh, God wants us to do. And also what we have to understand, God encourages us to do it. And also he will empower us to do it. But the key thing of it is he will assist us. He will help us, but he won't do it for us. It is our responsibility. You know, God will co-sign with us if we sign. If we want change, God can help us. God will even set up the scene for us to change or work on some things. But the thing is, you know, we got to do our part. And um, and if you look at it, it's all about perspective. You know, um, especially some of us, we, like I say, into the new year and we ate all we wanted to eat for Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and now we draw and also we are in this pandemic. So all of that some of us have picked up a little weight. I know I have and I already have my plans to go ahead and get ready to get to fit you know, working out, get back fit and all that stuff. But one of the things that really caught my attention is about our perspective. 
See, to some people, by a gym, they may feel threatened. When they pass by a gym, they may look at that as torturous. But then there are those who love to work out, those who are committed to fitness, those who look at the gym and they look at it not as something that's some form of punishment, but something that is actually relaxing. It's therapeutic for some people. It's um, a way of escape. It's a way for them to relieve stress, stay fit. So the key thing is it's the same area, but it's two different perspectives. So in other words, it's all about your perspective. Are you going to look at your workout as some form of punishment, or are you going to look at it as a helpful tool for you to, number one, stay healthy or achieve some type of goal or purpose? So that's something we have to look at. What is our what is our uh, focus, or excuse me, what is our perspective? What is our perspective when it comes down to focus? Hmm. And if you look at it, we're focused. Sometimes we focus on the right thing. Sometimes we focus on the wrong thing. So with that being said, let's look at, first of all, what focus is. Actually, this is coming from the uh, Webster Dictionary. Focus. A subject that is being discussed or studied, okay, or get this. It's a main purpose or an interest. Also, when you look at it, a center of activity, attraction, or attention. It is a point of concentration. In other words, what are we concentrating on? What are we concentrating on? Many of us, like I said, many of us, we're focused on something. But unfortunately, there are some people who may be focused on a good thing or something that's beneficial, but what happens is they easily lose their focus from something that's beneficial or healthy or good, and all of a sudden it changes from something that's good to something that's bad. Their focus or their their concentration shifts from one thing to another or from one person to another. And so that's something that we have to look at. We have to understand focus. Like I said, we all have some type of focus on something or somebody, but it's the point that if it's something that's helpful, beneficial, if it's something that's something that God wants us to focus on, or if it's something that the devil wants us to focus on, just like fear. Excuse me, just like faith, I'm sorry, just like faith. We all have faith in something. Some people have faith in success. Other people have faith in failure. Faith in success or faith in fear. So the key thing is, it's just like having a vehicle full of gas. You're going somewhere. You can go in the right direction or you can go in the wrong direction. So that's something we have to really, really focus and think about. Now, when I think about focus, I want us to you know, think about this. Before I get into, uh, I already spoke about what focus is, think about this. There are some people right now that may 
have a goal and they may want to figure out how in the world they can be able to just, you know, stay with their attention set on their goal or their task. I want to think about this. First, let's look at what remove our focus. Let's look at what remove our focus. Why do we lose our focus? Before we talk about getting focus, let's look at why we don't keep our focus on the right thing, on whatever that we need to. Why do we lose focus? First of all, there are some people that are people pleasers. In other words, they are driven by their emotions. There may be people who may have felt rejected, those who may feel insecure, those who may feel a lack of worth. Some of them, they want to be accepted. They want to feel included. So what happens, those people that are driven by their emotions, instead of focusing on a task that may be helpful, what they'll do, their focus is not on themselves and for the good of themselves or for themselves, but they're thinking about other people in a negative context. Another thing is mismanaged priorities. There are some people prioritize and there are others that don't. There are some people, their priorities are jacked up. There are some people, when you look at it, their order of importance is all over the place. The order of importance is based upon, first of all, based upon their want. And the last thing is their need or their need of themselves and the family. Their priorities are jacked up. Also, I mentioned uh, bad priorities, uh, emotionalism, which goes into um, going by their emotions. Also, there are people that have too much too much responsibilities in their hands. There are some people that are all over the place. There are some people that say, well, I can multitask, but when you really think about it, some people that multitask, instead of them being excellent in one thing at 100%, they're multitasking doing two or three things, and they may not be at a failing grade, but they may be at a 70 percentage. 70 percentage in three areas versus 100 percent in one area. You know, so if you really think about it, they try too much. They try so much to involve themselves in everything. And what happens, a lot of time, it can cause a burnout. You know, the worst thing that can happen is for us to burn out, regardless of what it is. It could be something, it could be something uh, on the job. It could be something pertaining to church activities burnout. But understand this. Always think about when Moses saw the burning bush. The burning bush was burning, but it was not consumed. And so to me, that was a great analogy where God was trying to show us that whatever task he has for us to do, he will give us a burning, a zeal to do it, but it won't burn us out. So what happens a lot of times where we get that burnout is when we step outside of God's will or plan to execute something that he has given us responsibilities of. So that's something we have to really think about. Not allowing ourselves to take upon too much responsibilities. 
which means that there are times we have to tell people no. There are times we may have to tell people not yet. Also, along with that burnout, there is something else that sometimes we overlook. What can get us off track or get us off of focus or why we are easily distracted or easily lose our focus, a lot of times what happens, this is something I have to learn also and still learning, the rest. <laughs> Lack of rest. I found out, number one, I'm going to break it up in two sections. Number one, let's talk about lack of rest pertaining to not being able to get the quality amount of sleep that you need. See, your brain is just like a computer. And when you think about it, if you leave a computer on all day for a whole week, what's going to happen? It's going to start getting slower and slower. Why is that? Because it's using the old data of days before. See, what happened when you cut off the computer, you reset it, you reboot it. Same thing that happens to us mentally. When we get the sleep that we need, it reboots our mind and also it reboots our physical body, as well as every part of your body, your body, mind, and soul. See, along with being able to have that reset pressed upon us, what happened also when we allow ourselves to detox, See, a lot of times when the physical rest, because we can get to sleep, but being able to rest while you sleep, there are so many people that have so much on their minds. Like I said, pertaining to mentally, um, even with the problems that we may deal with, sometimes we have to be able to shut things down for our benefit, for us to be able to get the rest that is needed. Because I'm going to tell you something, I don't care what type of situation that you're facing, if you're fatigued, it's going to wear on you even more than you being rested. See, you have to understand if it's something that you can control, if it's something that you can fix, you need to fix it. But if it's something that you can't control, we have to be able to learn to delegate responsibility and give those things over to God and or being able to give it to responsible people who can be able to take care of that responsibility that something that we can't do. So that's going to be able to help us because if you think about it, like I said, a lot of times when we lose focus, a lot of times we have too much on us. So what we do, we first of all, being able to identify what's preventing us from losing or what's preventing us from keeping the focus that we already have. See, we have to be able to identify the problem before we add on to be able to uh, build upon our focus. We got to be able to identify what's causing us to lose what we already have. Being able to identify what's making us lose the little focus that we already have. That makes sense. So the key thing for us to be able to look at is, you know what? Hmm. Am I not getting the rest that is need? And also think about this. Even when we get our rest, we got to be able to cut the TV off. So many people, they go to be able to TV on and not realize that our spirit, our spirit man is open. And whatever you are listening to, uh, whatever you might have been watching, understand those spirits on the, even that conversation, it can interrupt that peace 
interrupt that focus or even interrupt us from hearing from God, but us be able to understand what he's telling us to help us in whatever situation that we're dealing with. There are so many people, they'll go to bed, like I said, with the radio on, the TV on, music playing or whatever like that, and the music or even the conversation is contradicting what God said. I'm going to tell you like this. If you notice, um, I'll say maybe midnight, so after midnight, let's say between 1 and 5 o'clock, there are certain commercials that come on that I'll say like that. There are certain commercials that come on or advertisements that come on that is there for entertainment, excuse me, for adult entertainment, adult conversation only, adult subject matters. Hmm. So if you think about it, it's actually programmed because the the TV people knows that most people that go to bed with the TV on. And so you might have been watching your favorite show, but then all of a sudden while you sleep with the TV on, then what happened, those adult messages or adult subject matter um, commercials, they're there talking to you about sex and all that stuff. And so what happened, even though you could be physically sleep, but you're spiritually awakened and that stuff is, listen, that stuff is getting to your spirit, is getting to your ears, and then all of a sudden, while you sleep, those conversations could be igniting something within you. Because remember, we are bodies, soul, the physical body, soul, and spirit. There are three components within us. So our physical man may be sleep, but that leaves our gates open, our sight, hearing, taste, smell, touch. Those are our gates. Those are open, and our physical man is not protecting it because we're asleep. So what happened while we're asleep, that stuff is going into our ears, and that stuff can be implanted. And also, like I said, those things are also spirits too. You think about it, the spirit of lust may come upon you or whatever like that, or the spirit of lust may try to enter, that seed may try to enter within you for you to be able to be future distracted. So being able to understand those times for us to be able to shut those things out while we sleep, when we get ready to sleep, be able to shut things down. Shut things down. Now, I'll put it like this. You might want to listen to some worship music. That's fine and dandy. You know, have it low. Don't have it blasting. Also, for us to be able to just, if you need to, read, read some scriptures. Read yourself to sleep. So that way, while you're sleeping, you can be meditating on what you just read. So, I mentioned lack of rest. Also, becoming focused on the wrong thing. Becoming focused on the wrong thing. See, 
along with the priorities I was speaking about, how sometimes people take upon other uh, people take upon extra responsibilities. Not only picking up extra responsibilities or sign up extra responsibilities, but also looking at it like this. Sometimes people take upon other people's responsibilities. And what happens, we end up working ourselves beyond what we're supposed to. So some of the things that can easily distract us. Also, this is something else. I had to write this down. Also, that distraction, because if you notice, some people, they can get ready to say something. And, of course, I know we all, at times, we might say something, we might, our attention span might be off, not just because of age, but a lot of times because of responsibility. You know, when you got a lot of things in your mind, when you're multitasking or whatever like that, you know, I know sometimes when I'm at work, I tell if it might be the inmates, I might tell my coworkers, hey, look here, if you ask me something, if you tell me something, please remind me. I don't, I don't mind if you tell me three or four or five, six times, <clears throat> tell me, because by the time I leave point A to point B, I might forget. So please tell me, because sometimes when a person have a lot of responsibilities or sometimes wear a lot of hats, sometimes it's like, hmm. Man, uh, let, let me, you know, you wish you can be cloned. <clears throat> so I said that, but there was something else I wanted to make sure to bring up. I found out a lot of times that what will make us lose focus is sometimes the people that we associate ourselves with. What do I mean? First of all, we understand that, number one, spirits can be very influential. People can be very influential, and the people that may be in your circle, you have to look at, are these people that are pullers, are these people that are, um, what you call it, people that always, is always something going on in their life. Some people just uh, traumatic. There are some people, it's like every time you deal with them, they have their hand out. Every time you see them, every time they hear from, every time you hear from them, they have their hand out. Also, there are some people, there are some people who just don't want anything in life. So what happens? You don't have anybody that's going to influence you or encourage you, motivate you, which also brings this up. Another thing that can easily make us not focus, Ashley, witchcraft. See, like I said, spirits travel, and I found out, like, there was someone I knew. Every time you see them on TV, if it's a celebrity, when you see them on TV, they will say something, all of a sudden they'll automatically just change. Their, their attention span was, like, so short. And so there was someone that I knew that had a good extent, um, attention span. But then as that person began to start watching that person and emulating that person, then what happened, that person that I knew, attention span became just like this short attention span of the person they used to watch on TV, the, they watched on TV, the person that they admired, looked up to, you know. And so I, I noticed, I'm like, man, you know, there's a change that has transpired. And so when I began to talk to that person, they admitted, you know what, until I started watching that person, I wasn't 
doing this. I wasn't doing that until I began to start being influenced by that person. So those things are real. Spirits are real. So like I said, we have to be uh, uh, we have to be conscious of that. So along with looking at those things that can help us lose focus, now let's talk about the things that can help us get focus. Um, I, I want to bring this up. What can help us get focus? Um, actually, today I was looking at, um, I was I was um, just talking to God and everything, and God said something to me that really blew my mind. Let me see if I can find this scripture. Um, I began to really just start thinking. I was like, okay, okay. So there was a scripture that came upon my heart. It threw me for a loop. I'm like, for real? But it was actually Isaiah 40 and 31. Isaiah 40 and 31. For those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not worry. They shall walk and not faint. I was like, okay. But what does that have to do with focus? And so God began to tell me this. If you look at the beginning of that, but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He says, substitute the word strength for focus. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their focus. I'm like, hmm. So does strength mean focus? And he said, I want to, I want you to see something. He said there is a parallel, and the focus is that particular verse. He said, because when you look at the whole chapter of the 40th chapter of Isaiah, he said this, Isaiah 40 is designed to take your focus away from everything else and concentrate on the sovereign Lord, the one true living God. I said, oh, those that know me, when I have those aha moments, I'm like, wow. So in other words, what happened a lot of times when we learn how to wait, in other words, being patient, patience help us with focus. Patience help us to focus and patience help us with strength. Oh, okay, okay. Because what happened when we are impatient, what happened, we become impulsive, meaning being led by our emotions, being led by our feelings. So for us to be able to learn how to be patient, that's going to help us to be able to have the focus we need. And with that focus that is needed, then the strength going to be added. We'll be able to exemplify that strength because we have focus just like um, a magnifying glass. When you look at a magnifying glass, you hold it up and there's a light. Excuse me. Uh, you hold up in the midst of the sun on a target. And as that magnifying glass remains still as the sun is beaming on the magnifying glass. If it stays still on a center item, it will create heat. It may be 
a rock. It might be an item. It might even be a person. I've had that happen. I'd be still, and all of a sudden, there's somebody, you know, somebody might be far away. And next thing you know, you're like, ow, there's a burn. And you see somebody with a magnifying glass because, hey, a magnifier, I'm sorry, a magnifier. What happened, they kept their focus on that target. Might have been my arm or it might be a rock, might be a piece of paper. And the result was a heat. And then there was fire or whatever. But the thing is, it created heat. And the reason why it created heat because they kept the focus of the magnifying glass on that particular item. Same thing pertaining to our focus. Same thing pertaining to us being patient. That it had look, they had to be patient to wait because eventually, understand, eventually it was gonna cause some type of heat. In other words, you gotta think about the outcome. The outcome is gonna happen if you remain patient. I found out something else. I found out in the midst of me, you know, doing some research about working out and everything and losing weight, a lot of times when people, the area that people try to lose is around their waist. But I found out that's one of the hardest areas to lose weight at because the area that's going to lose weight is first around your face, your neck, other areas. But see, if you give up because you don't see any change in your stomach, what happens, you you won't be able to get the weight loss around your stomach because you had gave up. But if you stay committed and consistent, that's the key thing, staying consistent, which also goes to waiting, know how to be patient, know how to wait. When you continue, then when you lose the weight, see, when you've lost the weight on your face, when you lost the weight on your neck and all that stuff, eventually it's going to go down to removing the fat from your stomach and then you lose the weight off your stomach. So understand, it's all about understanding what areas, what area you're trying to get to. Of course, like I said, you're trying to lose your stomach. But before you lose your stomach, understand that it's going gonna, it's gonna to pull the fat off of other areas before it gets down to your stomach. But we have to be consistent. We can't give up because we haven't seen the change within the first three months. It's about consistency. And so in us being consistent, being able to trust God and do what we supposed to do, do what he told for us to do, and remain consistent. So that way, which means it's going to take focus. It's going to take discipline. So that way we can be able to continue and get the results that is needed. Also, matter of fact, this is something that caught my attention. I'm gonna see if I can um let me see if I can find it. I don't think I wrote it down. I don't think I wrote it down. Okay. Um I'm gonna find it. Wait anyway. I'm 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 gonna see if I can find it. Um Okay, I'm gonna bypass it now. I'll just go ahead, and just continue to continue to keep on. Um, what goal do we have? Knowing the importance 
matter of fact, that's something else I'm gonna, I'll bring up. Knowing the importance of what we're supposed to be doing, understanding the significance, understanding the task at hand is important for us to be able to remain focused, understand what is our motivation. What is our motivation in staying focused on that particular task? Well, understand there's a purpose. The purpose could be pertaining to you. You know, you might be wanting to lose weight. You might be trying to achieve a goal because you're looking forward to retirement. You're looking forward to uh, pursuing a goal or a dream or, or whatever, whatever it is. This is a personal thing pertaining to you. I know with me, I know one of the things, like I said, uh, being able to lose a certain certain amount of weight also for me to be able to achieve some goals that I want to do. One of the things that we have to do also, and this is not putting it into a particular order, but in whatever goal, whatever dreams that you may have, write it down. Write it down. I found that it's so important for us to be reminded, not just thinking it. Saying it is good, but it's something about when you see it. When you see it in your own writing, sometimes it's like a reminder or a commitment that you made to yourself. Sometimes understanding that that's all that we have to rely upon, because sometimes when you really think about it, Sometimes when you want that encouragement, you can't you can't get comfortable in getting encouragement because sometimes when you want that encouragement, you may not be able to get it. And then, of course, I promise you, sometimes it's hard to find encouragement, but it's easy to find discouragement. It is so easy. I guarantee you, when you begin to start doing something or have a desire to do something, especially if you deal with certain people, Look here, it could be your family. You know, when they're so used to you not doing something or achieving a goal, then guess what? Hey, they might, oh, boy, you can't do that. Man, you, you talking about what, man? You know what? I, I bring this up. Um, I know, and kind of a, it was a dream that I, well, actually it was a vision I had years ago. And uh, I told a few people what that vision was, and oh, my gosh, they thought that, I was crazy, but I never abandoned what I saw, but I knew one day it was going to happen. And so what happened one particular day when that person that I knew I was going to run into to meet, I got a chance to be with that person. And then one thing led to another when I actually told some people and had proof of me being able to do or accomplish a 17-year dream, then guess what? You know, some of them believe me then, but it took 17 years. Imagine within that 17 years, if I had to continue to share with negative-minded people, then what happened when that opportunity came, I would have gave up or I never would have sought after. Well, you know, the door was open, but, you know, people said they'll never happen to me, so, you know, uh, I just blow it off. No. See, you have to rely upon your God-given ability and your relationship with God. You can't, you can't depend upon your relationship with people. You have to 
think about your relationship with God and his commitment and what he told you. Because remember, what we always say, great is he that's in you, that seed is in the world. Or you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you or who gives you the ability or who enables you to do the task at hand. So being able to write it down, also create and follow a plan of action. In other words, you write down your goal, and then also you write down how you're going to be able to achieve that. See, think about this. Your goal is the destination. Now you create a bridge, first of all, with talking to God, praying, talking to God and allow him to give you the revelation for you to be able to have a bridge or create a bridge to your goal. Now, with that uh, prayer and fasting, I tell people that is the most important thing that we can do, especially when it comes down to achieving a goal or plan. That's something that God wants us to do. Uh, my favorite scripture is uh, Mark 9 and 29, but some things come by prayer and fasting. And matter of fact, I was talking to a uh, I was talking to someone today. Excuse me, I was talking to someone this week, and you know we were we were talking about that particular verse. And so what I said I was going to do, I was going to go ahead and bring it up on the podcast, so that way, uh, in my way of explaining it, just in case someone may not have ever thought about it this way. But prayer, which is important, prayer, communicating, talking to God, and prayer is not one sided. That means we talk to God. And we wait upon God to respond. And when God responds, we do exactly what he says. So if God talking to God and telling him our problem, and he give us five things to do to solve that problems, we do all five. Don't do four. Don't do six. Do exactly what God's word says. Now, that's prayer. Prayer, like I said, conversation, communication, dialogue between two parties, you and God, and then God and you. Now, that's prayer. But fasting, I explain fasting like this. Fasting is abstinence of food and focusing on God and what he wants to convey to you. Now, think about this. Think about a switch. And for those who may be listening and not watching, uh, I have my hand, like, turned to the right side of me. So you think about this. When we are not fasting, we're feeding our physical body. So on the right side, with my hand shifted like a switch, shifted on the right side, me not fasting, feeding my physical body. But now when it comes down to fasting, now I'm changing the switch from my right side to my left side. Now, me fasting is ignoring my physical body and feeding my spiritual body. When I was not fasting, I was feeding my physical body. But now I'm fasting, I'm turning the switch from my right to my left, and I'm 
no longer feeding my physical body. Now I'm feeding my spiritual body. And when you're feeding your spiritual body, you're feeding it with, number one, God's word. Number two, you're praying, communicating with God. You um reading God's word. You're reciting God's word. You're verbalizing God's word. You're meditating on God's word. These are the things that you do in your fasting because you're feeding, you're strengthening your physical body. Now, just like working out, when we're working out, we're working out with our physical body, and then uh, before you work out, they tell you to, you know, get you some carbs and a little bit of aminos and, you know, get you a workout. You work out, you burn out your body. Then the first 45 minutes after you finish working out, that's the window of opportunity for you to cram protein into your physical body for it to be able to repair and replenish the muscles that were used because the muscles have to be broken down, you know, for it to be built back up and grow up, grow stronger. So that's with your physical body. Well, with your spiritual body, the fasting gives the opportunity for your spiritual muscles to be used. When we say broken down, that means used exercise. And then you're feeding it back up with the spiritual amino acids for it to be able to repair, build upon those muscles for you to be able to grow, become stronger. So uh, I tell people, you know, with the fasting, fasting, fasting and prayer help us to remain focused. It it cluttered out the mess. It 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 removes things from us. Um matter of fact, while I'm talking, I'm gonna see if I can find um like it was there was there was something I wanted to share with y'all. Um but in the meanwhile, um okay. Okay, I think I think I found it. I think I found it. Let me see. Um, well, oh boy, nope, 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 nope. Didn't find it. Well, anyway, um, and see, even while we're on here right now, you know, multitasking, and I can easily lose my concentration. But thank God I didn't. <laughs> but I'll find it. But um, being able to just, like I said, look at what we're doing, what our goal is, and be able to fast, pray. And like I said, when you're fasting and praying, it helps you to be able to see the unseen. It helps you to be able to see with your spiritual lenses. Understand that we are spirit beings first. We are spirit beings living in a physical world. And so understand and what we're doing, everything has a spiritual uh, context with it or by it. So what we have to do, we have to be able to see in the spirit. Because what happened, we can be easily distracted and thinking, well, you know what? There's something that I'm seeing. You know what? Oh, well, well, you know, it, it is what it is. Well, it is 
it is something, but it may not be what you think it is. So that's why the Bible tells us that we need to discern. We have to discern, even when we say try the spirit by the spirit, try the spirit of that with God's spirit and measure it up. So um, there's something for us to really do, really pay attention to. So, like I said, being able to write down, write down a plan of action, write down and execute it, write it down, write it down. And also another thing we have to do is make sure that each day we take inventory to see are we doing something. Did we do something today to help us get even one step closer? No matter how small that step might have been, are you doing anything to help you get one step closer? Do something every day to get you one step closer, no matter how small it may be. Also, this is something that kind of hit me a little bit too. Practice time management. Ouch. <laughs> Practice time management. Sometimes, because of us not being able to properly prioritize, we lose focus. Matter of fact, excuse me, remain focused. There was something, uh, it, it's two type of uh, techniques that I wanted to bring up. Uh, there was a first technique called the 5217 rule. That means the 5217 rule is a method of time management in which you work for 52 minutes and take a break for 17 minutes. Okay? If you look at it, matter of fact, I'm going to bring this up too. The other technique, this one is called Pompodio, Pompodio, the Pompodio technique. With the Pompodio technique, you work for 100 minutes and take a 25-minute break. This technique can help you to stay motivated and focus on your goal. That's the reason why, if you notice, uh, like in my job, we work eight hours and we have a 30-minute lunch. We have a 30-minute lunch. We have two 15-minute breaks. So the first hour that we at work, we don't go on break. The first hour we need to work. The first hour, which is 60 minutes, the first hour we work. And then any time after that 50, excuse me, uh, 60 minutes, then we can take a 15-minute break. So in between that that second hour to maybe that mm, fourth hour, we'll take a 15-minute break. And then maybe a little bit after that fourth hour, then we take our 30-minute lunch. And then we go back to work, and maybe two hours after that, we take our last 15-minute break. So in other words, you got a 15-minute break, a 30-minute lunch, and another 15-minute break. So if you look at the same principle that God wants us to be able to do for ourselves, like I said, if you look even on your job, you can model that. See, 
Every job, I found that every job has a standard operating procedure. We call it the SOP. Every job has some type of standard practice that is implemented. So how about you incorporate that? Don't just be, you know, well, a shoot from the hip. That, that's my take. No, no. Conduct yourself as business. What we have to do, we have to be business-minded with the purpose and plan that we are assigned to. We got to take it seriously. And also even pertaining to the people that we may even have in our circle. There are some people we may have to remove them from our circle because they may not have the proper practice. They may not have the discipline, which takes discipline. It takes discipline for us to remain focused because understand, with our focus, we're here to achieve something. But when you have people who are not going after the same goal, it's nothing personal, but you have to keep yourself as important for you to be able to remove those distractions because you can't have any dead weight where you're going. You can't have any dead weight when it comes down to you know, what you're trying to do, whatever you're trying to do. Also, I do have to say this. I found out the devil will use people, like I said, as distractions. The devil will use people. The devil will even send people to distract you. And to be honest with you, have you noticed you've been ready to do something? And then all of a sudden, somebody call you. Hey, I need, it's always a particular need. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand emergencies happen. I totally understand that. But then there are certain people, every time you hear from them, they got something going on in their life. Every time you deal with them, they always have some type of drama. There are some people, it's like, uh-uh, and they're draining. There are people that are drainers that the devil will send to try to distract you. And sometimes he will use people, and you know because of the good heart that you have, he will send certain people with certain sob story to try to get you off course. You know, I mean, I'm like, wow, you finna get ready to pray, you finna get ready to study, you finna get ready to do something, all of a sudden, hey, how you doing? Just get, look, just get to the point. Well, I was going to ask, you, you got a minute. And this is, like I said, I'm telling you, this is what I had to learn. I have to learn there's people, of course, as a minister or whatever, uh, just as a friend or even as a family member. Sometimes, you know, you don't mind helping a person, but if you, there are certain people, I'll say like that, there are certain people, they will milk you dry. And there are some people that they want you to listen to them for five, six, seven hours every day. But if you tell them what their problem is, they don't want to listen. If you tell them what their problem is, they don't want to do anything about it. So there are times you have to learn to just wash your hands from people because when you try to tell them, well, no, nah, well, I'm going to do it. Well, and this, and this one thing I hate, you call me for an advice. And I'm telling you what God says. I'm telling you, thus says the Lord and everything. And then you say, well, I'll just pray about it. No, I'm telling you, you are, look here, you already prayed about it. I'm telling you, this is your answer to prayer. This is what you need to do. Well, you know, I'll think about it. Wait a minute. I can't tell you how many times that has happened. I even had somebody one time, you know, 
they, they were in a, a bad relationship, and you could tell it was unhealthy. That person quit going to church. That person, a relationship with God dwindled. You know, telling all this stuff. I, I can't remember if there was some type of abuse in there or not. I know verbal abuse. I don't remember physical abuse. And the person, been, you know, that their mate been cheating and all that stuff. And then I told them, just point blank, well, I pray about it. I just I say, look here, if you're just going to say that, because a lot of times they don't mean it. They're just saying it as an excuse. They're trying to sound spiritual. I said, look here, don't call me no more with no problems. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you what you need to do. So, you know, we have to be mindful of the people that we're allowing to time. They will eventually take your focus. So, like I said, practice time management. Another thing we got to do, we got to finish what you start. In other words, don't set unrealistic goals or plans. Even if it's something that, I mean, it might be small to you, but being able to have a sense of accomplishment, make sure that you set realistic goals. You know, let's just say, you know, uh, uh, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a doctor, okay? But you don't like people. You're not a people person. You don't care about people. You like to see people hurt. <laughs> you know, come on now. You know, uh, you, you you say you want to be a doctor, but yet still, you know, you don't like being in a hospital. Uh, you don't like reading. You don't like studying. Well, to be honest with you. You know, you know, you easily distracted, but you say you want to be a doctor. You ain't gonna make it. <laughs> Just point blank. Now I know God can do any and everything. Yeah, but God is expecting you to do something. And if you're not gonna capitalize on your shortcomings, then you're setting yourself on the realistic dreams, which is another thing. Being able to look at your weaknesses and work on them. You know, and those that know me, those that know me, I, you know, I've, I've said it even in, uh, during church. Um, I had slight dyslexia. Uh, then I, I was not the best reader. Matter of fact, I hated to read because, you know, when we were in school, they used to have us have sentences uh, read, and then the teacher would always cover it up, and she would cover it up before I actually got to that line or finished with that line. So it made me hate reading out loud. But what I had to start doing when I started participating in church, started reading out, I started volunteering to read out loud and everything. And I read every day, even in my study time, I read out loud. I made it a practice, read, 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 read. Then not only that, I, I felt comfortable and confident to read out loud. Also, it helped me to retain, and I was able to be able to even be better when it comes down to reading comprehension. So, I'm like, wow. So if there's any shortcoming, if you know that you're bad in time management, hey, prioritize, work on your time. Make yourself qualified. There was a um, a video I saw where there was an overweight guy that wanted to join the Marines. Well, guess what? They laughed at him. They, he said, they said, man, you got to lose X amount of weight, and, and you got to lose it within a certain amount of days. Well, guess what? He worked hard. He worked hard, and guess what? He did it. He did. I believe he would, uh, wanted to be a Navy SEAL. He did it. So 
You got to make sure that you do your part. Be ready. Be ready. And don't rely upon other people to be ready for you. Don't rely upon other people to make you ready. This is something you have to want and do for yourself. In other words, do it for you. Even if you don't get a round of applause, even on, even if you don't have anybody to pat you on the back, count yourself as important. Do it for yourself. Also, create an accountability team. Make sure you keep keep yourself around people that's at the level of where you're trying to get to. You know, if you look at it, wealthy people, they have wealthy conversations. In other words, you have to be able to learn the verbiage, learn the language of what you're trying to achieve, what you're trying to do. Learn it. Learn it. Regurgitate it. Whatever. Feed yourself with it. Whatever you need to do. Do that. Create yourself a team that's going to hold you accountable. Create yourself a team where they're going to tell you, hey, man, you know, they're not going to take any excuse. But one of the things uh, my godfather always said, uh, Minister Timothy Green, he always said, if you're the smartest one in the group, you're in the wrong group. And so you want people that's going to challenge you. You know, um, those that I'm with, I love guitar, um, but my favorite guitar player is Prince. My favorite musician is Prince, as a matter of fact. But if I wanted to learn how to play the guitar, I watched him. <laughs> you know, matter of fact, one time I went to his concert, and they almost threw me off because they thought I was recording. I was on the fifth row, thought I was recording. And I said, no, these are binoculars. I'm looking. I'm watching. You know, while everybody else who would dance and all this stuff, uh-uh, that was work for me. That was my lab. So I'm watching. I'm, I'm, I'm looking real close, and I'm seeing not only how he articulating the guitar, how he's playing it, looking at his chord progressions. Also, I'm looking at how he's directing the band and all that. I'm looking at it. I, I studied everything. Well, I have to I have to have somebody that was high on the ball to emulate them. That was going to keep me interested. Now, I knew I wasn't going to be as great as he was within one day, but what I did was each success I celebrated. Number one, each success I acknowledged it and then I celebrated. But I was not gonna let my guard down and get complacent. We can't get complacent when we're trying to achieve a goal. Because when you become complacent and satisfied is right where you at, you're allowing people to come and bypass you. So you can even relate that to business. You always want to be cutting edge. You always want to be, uh, you want to have your ear to the ground for you to always stay relevant. You want to stay relevant. And also for us to be able to, like I said, look at what you're doing. Look at what you're doing and look at it as, you know what, this is something that comes from you. This is something that God gives you responsibility for. So, of course, you're going to have to pay attention to it. That's your baby. So when you look at a newborn baby, you're not going to just leave it in the house while you're going to the store. No. You're going to be mindful of it. You're going to be attentive to it. 
That's your baby. So in other words, it takes focus. It takes dedication. It takes commitment. I said even discipline. Sometimes you have to, like I said, and this is me, you know, uh, I don't rely upon other people. I put my own self on punishment. If it's something that I want to do, I'm going to stick to it. I don't care. You know, I may have to turn down certain places to go to, even if for enjoyment. Uh-uh. When it comes down to work need to be done, look, playtime can wait. Because what happens, so many times they incorporate playtime in their work time, and they never get anything done in their own time. See, playtime mixed with work time creates no time of productivity. So you want to be productive. You want to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to. And so with that, I'm going to stop right there, um, give for uh, the phone lines to be open. Let me see. Okay, yeah. Uh, give opportunity for the phone line to be open. Okay. Oh, here it is. Sorry. Hello. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart. You're on the air. How you doing? T- Uh-oh. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Good evening. Good evening. Yes. Good evening. Give me one second to get you on the air. Okay. There you go. Okay. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, yeah, you uh, you pretty much touched on, on everything as far as uh, a lot of things as far as uh, uh, focusing is concerned. I, I mean, I really, what I would say, I would really be repeating, but um, the key thing that you talked about was writing things down, um, and um, I I learned that, and um, I started doing that, and that allowed me to achieve a lot of my goals. One of the things that I do, though, in addition, um, if I write something down, um, and and I have lists, I have I have a honeydew list, I have a church list, I have a job list, I have an educational list. And one of the things to understand is that list, you know, what I do, uh, once I achieve something, I cross it out. That gives you uh, a sense of accomplishment. But just understand the list is never going to stop growing. Uh, it just, every every time I cross, cross out, um, I feel that accomplishment, but then there's other things to, to do as you continue on in life, as you continue to mature in your job, as you continue to mature in in your um, church life or in your spiritual life, you know, there's always going to be more and more and more. But um, to stay focused, it it really helps. Um, I know a lot of times I'll go back and look at my list. Oh, I, I didn't do this, but but otherwise I would have forgotten about it. So um, no, that was a great tip um, about writing things down. Like I said, that's something I do. Um, you know, and it's it's helped me even in my marriage when. My wife asked me to do something. I even told her, I said, baby, write it down, write it down, you know, and then because if I don't write it down, see, I say, well, but baby, give me your list, right? And then I'll come home uh, on the weekends and um, I'll, I'll catch up on my honeydew list. But then I'm I'm writing it down. Now she's like, you know, thinking I'm the best husband in the world. I'm listening to her. <laughs> but, you know, it's just tips. It's just tips and tricks and not so much tricks, but tips you know, to achieve your goals. And so that was a, that was a good tip um, that you gave the folks tonight. And then I just appreciate you. You said many, many things that um, is going to help people um, focus 
and achieve the goals in their life. But the main thing is God first, and then start making those lists. Yes, yes. Um, matter of fact, while while you're on the air, two things uh, I wanted to bring up. Excuse me, a little bit of what uh, we had discussed earlier, but the thing that uh, mm-hmm. kind of found out what I was trying to think about, um, I wrote part of it down, and and uh, I found the rest mm-hmm. of it. Okay. Distraction isn't a lack of focus. Distraction isn't a lack of focus. It's simply allowing yourself to become focused on something other than the task at hand. Mm-hmm. I was like, Exactly. Wow. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so when we look at it, being focused, being focused, which is so important, and also uh, this time to what we had discussed this morning. Um, a lot of time, what happens? I mentioned earlier some of the things that can get us off focus. And one of the mm-hmm. things that we have to talk about is fear. Sometimes fear. Mm, yeah. Sometimes I found out the fear of success. Sometimes not just the fear of success, but mm-hmm. sometimes even the fear of failure. And of course, I understand right. you know the fear of failure could uh, sometimes make us uh, scared to go for whatever. I understand that. But when I found out about the fear of success. I was like, mm-hmm. for real? You know, isn't that what you want? Oh, yeah. Some people, they feel like when things grow, it gets out of their control. And it shows mm-hmm. that sometimes people want to control everything, which means that if they don't control everything, not only they won't do it, but they say if they can control everything, but realize if they control everything, that means God controls no thing. Mm-hmm. So, so with their fear, you know, um, with the fear that, you know, we were speaking about today, uh, being mm-hmm. in fear and, you know, you use the analogy about the pen, you know, mm-hmm. um, how sometimes what happened when things are used outside of its proper use in the yeah, jail term, we call that, mm-hmm. uh, 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 contraband. But yeah. see what happened <laughs> a lot of times is when people use something outside of the use that it was intended for, a lot of times what happened, it creates a fear in people. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's important for us to ask God to help us to not only understand the purpose of a thing, but also to remove the fear of that thing. And so so with that fear, sometimes that fear can easily distract someone and also make them lose focus. So it's too make them mm-hmm. distract and also make them lose focus because yeah, a lot of times right. when they have that goal or uh, a uh, plan, sometimes they become paralyzed physically mm-hmm. or even mentally or spiritually become paralyzed right. in that thing. And then it makes them not achieve anything. So mm-hmm. like I said, I just, I just wanted to share that. And I appreciate, like I said, the conversation, not just uh, now, but even this morning. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it was a great conversation, and, and like you say, to be continued. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah, to be continued. I appreciate you much. Appreciate you, appreciate you. God bless. All right, all right. Yeah, so, so with that being able to just um, 
the main thing is focus, focus. In other words, do it, do it for you. Do it for you. Count yourself as important. Also, I was uh, speaking earlier this week. Uh, find your reasons why. You know, do it for those that you love. I know uh, I have some goals planned and everything. And uh, my son, my son, my my other than God, first of all, upbuilding God's kingdom, and then also uh, my son and you know my future family. Uh, being able to do it for my son. I want to be able to leave a legacy. I want to be able to, uh, you know, leave something for him where he'll always remember me by, even if I'm no longer physically here. I'll always be spiritually, but also there'll always be a reminder of daddy did this for me. And so he's my reason why, but one of the things that God was dealing with about this week is making sure in your reasons why, in your why moments, make sure you include yourself too. I always say it like this, do it for that person that's in your mirror. Do it for that person that's in your mirror because you are important too. So with that being said, we're going to just get ready to wrap it up and understand being focused is so important. And like I said, you can utilize this at any any principle in your life, in your career, your your uh goals, your relationships, or even just self discipline. You know, even just for you, doing it for you. Whatever goals, whatever dreams, whatever ambitions, doing it for you. And it's so important for us to do it and understand it's gonna benefit you. If you really think about it, we don't have the time that we used to have when we were growing up. You know, uh, matter of fact, I was um, I was looking. Of course, uh, we lost Sidney Poitier this week. Found out he was eighty. I believe it was eighty-two or eighty-four, one or the other. And then um, when I was on the way to the house, I found out uh, R&B singer uh, M. Tumay, um from the group M2MA, I believe his first name is James. I found that he passed away. Uh he was seventy six. I was like, wow, I didn't I didn't know he was that age, you know. And then as I was logging on, um I saw uh the comic Bob Saget. They used to be on uh Full House. Uh they used to be on um America's Funniest Videos. He passed away. Yes, he passed away. I found out as I was logging on today. I was like, wow. So we never know where death is. So we need to do whatever we need to do. We need to do it immediately. First of all, spiritually, spiritually, do what we need to do, do what we're supposed to do. And then also when it comes down to our goals and hopes and dreams, be able to do those things. So with that being said, I hope and pray that there was something that was said. And just in case, someone who may be watching who may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ is thy Savior, and believe with the heart that God will raise him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Being saved ain't hard. I don't care what nobody say. It, it really ain't hard. The main thing is, understand, God has our best interests at heart. And if God tells us not to do something, 
Why get upset? It's for your benefit. It's just like a child getting mad at a parent because the parent telling the child, hey, don't put your hand over the fire. You know, if that if that child getting upset, and especially as the child gets older, and the parent tell him, "Hey, don't put your hand on fire," and that person get mad, it's not wrong. It's not wrong with the fire. The fire is intended to burn. It's something wrong with that person that won't put their hand over the fire. So there's something we just gotta just really just start watching and doing what God wants us to do and God tell us to do. Uh, like uh, I see see someone on there. I'm going to go ahead and uh, allow him time to come on here at this time. Hello, hello. Welcome to Rick Neighbor Hard on the air. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fine. Enjoyed the show. Just called you to tell you I was listening to it on uh, uh, Facebook and then I uh, decided to call you before it's all the way just give you words and carries to tell you keep on doing what you're doing and we all are needed in the kingdom today and uh, there's a lot of work to be done. And we just need uh, labels to go out into the vineyard. And so we just uh, give you your kudos uh, today and just tell you to keep on doing your work. And then the topic is necessary because many of us are not um, staying focused today. And we're allowing, just like you said, it's, 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 we're allowing things to distract us, to move us from one spot to another spot. And it's not that we have, many times, it's some people are, but... Some people may have mental issues or, or physical or health issues that's causing it, but many people are just allowing themselves to be distracted, and that's what the enemy does. The enemy comes to distract you because the enemy always want to deal with the mind because if you get your mind, he got you. And, and many times when we get ready to go into spiritual things, the enemy tries to distract us because he, won't, he don't want us to do it. He don't. He don't want us to get closer to God, because he know if we read our Bible, then what? We're, we're, we're becoming. We're sharpening that tool. We're becoming more focused. When we fast, we're becoming more focused. When we do the things that God have told us to do, He said first in uh, uh, Matthew six thirty three, if we seek you first to keep from heaven, then what? Then all these other things shall be added unto you. And so uh, when we begin to seek God, the enemy wants to try to stop that, and so. Even even if we uh, get off, let's say we're fasting, but we got off, just get back in there and get on so you can make the devil out of life. See, because that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to quit. He wants you to quit reading your Bible. He wants you to quit studying your Bible. He wants you to quit uh, uh, fasting and praying. He wants, as a matter of fact, he even, even, even when you get discouraged with people in the church, he, he, that's the reason why he lets you see all of that so that you can quit going to church and so you can quit assembling yourself with people of faith, you know. And, and so we have to recognize what the enemy is trying to do in this hour because his job is, and he's really doing a good job, we need to do a better job, his job is to distract us, to, uh, to keep us discouraged, to uh, keep us to a point where we have no uh, trust in our fellow man, and, you know, the list just goes on and on what he's trying to do. But it's up to us to realize what he's doing in this hour and try to uh, hold our own feet, because we have enough to do with ourselves than everybody else. Hold our own feet to the fire and just do do what is necessary to keep ourselves challenged and keep our uh, keep ourselves sharpened because the Bible says iron what iron sharpens iron 
And so we just enjoyed your show. We're not going to uh, speak too much because we know the hours are uh, far spent. So we just thank you for uh, putting this on uh, so we can listen to tonight. All right? Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, even what you were mentioning, you know, uh, the Bible tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so many times, like you said, uh, we don't think about how much the devil will try to play with our mind, mind games and stuff. And so that's why it's important for us to know what is real, what's fake, you know, and and sometimes the illusions and stuff. So I would definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate you. And um, matter of fact, it was something that um, you said some time ago. Oh, oh, oh no. Thank the Lord. Okay. Um, one of the things I was thinking about when um, when I started playing the guitar, you know, you would tell me, if I made a mistake, just keep on playing. The only person that will know that made a mistake was me. But if I stopped, then everybody know that I messed up. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, like you said, what we have to do is if you mess up, just keep on playing. <laughs> you know, uh, a, a professional musician would tell you, you know, even when they recorded most of the songs that we know, and, and I'm not going to say some of the songs that came out now. I'm talking about back in the day. I'm talking about, to me, when real music was played by real musicians. You know, a lot of the songs that we come out playing now were actually accidental. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it could be the a song, lyrics, it could be the chords or whatever, but what they did, they kept on, they, they hit a note, they hit a wrong note, but then when the opportunity came for that note to be played again, instead of correcting it, they just played that wrong note again, and what happened, it made the song. Mm-hmm. So, just continue to do what you're doing and stop, and, and don't stop doing it, and what's going to happen, that it's going to help us to be able to achieve what we need to. But if we stop, then everybody knows that you messed up. Yeah, that's that's it. And, and see, uh, many times when I play, I hit a wrong note. I, I, it's two things that I could either do. I could choose to hit that note and bend it up yeah. so it sounds right. Okay. Or I can choose to, when I hit that wrong note, I slide down to the right note, and it was just like I intended to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, yeah, and there's yeah, a theory. Yeah. It's a guy that plays the bass. Now he does the theory. He said, he said many, of, uh, just like you were saying, many, many of songs was made by no, uh, learning how to hit wrong notes and, and inventing something else. And, and, and so, uh, and it's kind of like success. And you was talking about failure. Many times, uh, most of your entrepreneurs have failed many a time, but they kept hitting the wrong note till they got to the right note. Right. In other words, failure is not failure until you quit, and and, and that's when you when that's when it's failure. Why? Because you gave up, you've stopped. But as long as you can keep moving, and as, and as long as there's breath in your body, and you can keep going, and you can keep moving, then it's not failure. It's called trial and error. <laughs> trial and error. And so that's what we have to realize and just, you know, and just be uh, cognizant of the fact until we get to where God wants us to be. 
All right, I'm I'm, I'm through talking now. I, you know, I can talk about the word. I can talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I I appreciate you much, and we definitely gonna continue Charlotte's on. Like I always say, to be continued. Okay. All right. God yeah. bless you. You keep doing what you're doing. All right. All right. Thank you now. Thank you now. Okay. But um, I thank y'all so much, and you know, like I said, this is an opportunity for us to really examine ourselves and be able to get the help that we need. And and I'll tell people, God can help us. You know, um, like I said, some things come by prayer and fasting. There are some things that, you know, even maybe some strongholds, talk to God, fast and pray about it, because when we fast and pray, that fasting help remove that in the, it gets into the spiritual world, the spiritual realm, because there may be some demons. There may be some demons attached to whatever that we try to distract us or may have had a hold on us. But allowing that fasting and praying to be incorporated to our life, it gives God access to come in and really bring some deliverance in our life. And for those who may be um, listening or watching, who may not be saved. Romans 10 and 9 tells us, If thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior, and believe the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Understand that there is nothing too hard for God. Understand, God is concerned by every aspect of your life. So if there is something that you may want to have prayer over, this is time for us to come to God and talk to him right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on tonight. We got, we ask you, Lord, first of all, God, to forgive us, God. If there's any shortcomings within us, God, if there's anything in us that's unlike you, God, we give you permission to detox us right now. In the name of Jesus, do a spiritual detox and cleanse us right now. From any and everything that's unlike you right now, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you examine every aspect of us right now, God. Our hearts, our mind, our soul, even our influence, God. Even our circle, God. Even of the people that we may even be entertaining, God. God, we're speaking right now, God, that you clean sweep right now, God, and that you help us, God, to first of all, to emulate you, God. Help us, God, to to, uh, to obey you and to trust you in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, God, there are those who may be watching and listening right now, God, who may have been easily distracted, God, those who may have lost focus or even focus on the wrong thing, God. We're speaking right now, God, that you help them, God, renew their mind, renew their confidence in you right now, and help them to understand that it ain't too late, that you can do all things right now. If we trust and we obey you right now, in the name of Jesus, you can help us, God. You can rescue us from whatever that's plaguing us from finishing the task that you have for us to do right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we're speaking right now, God, that you look down upon that young girl right now, God. God, we speak right now, God, that you heal her body right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you 
bring down every fever right now, God. If there's any aching pain in her body right now, God, we speaking for healing and deliverance and wholeness right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, that you even encourage her little heart right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, that you strengthen her, God. And even right now, God, even where she's at right now, God, God, we speak, God, that you reveal yourself to her right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, that you build her up right now, God, where the devil has tried to turn her down right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we even speak, God, that you minister to her right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, minister to her right now, God. Let her know that she's important, God. Let her know that she's loved, God. We speaking right now that, God, that you build her her self-esteem right now, God. Encourage her heart right now, God. And give her and order her steps right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, that you encourage her mother right now, God. Strengthen her mother right now, God. Help her right now. In the name of Jesus, supply every need right now. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speaking, God, for those others who may be sick right now, God. Touch and heal their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, for those who may be in the hospital room, God. God, we speaking, God, for deliverance and wholeness right now. In the name of Jesus, God, those who right now who who just have a bowed down head, those who may feel discouraged, God. We speaking, God, that you encourage them right now, God. God, we speaking right now, God, those who may need a job, God, those who may be looking for employment, God. God, we speaking, God, that you open up their attention, God, and and lead them, God, where they need to be at right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we hold up each and every person right now, God, that's in law enforcement right now, God. Strengthen and protect them right now, God. God, help them, God, to do the right thing at all times right now. In the name of Jesus, help them to understand, God, that their assignment, God, is a ministry, God, that they're to protect and serve right now, not to abuse or use people or, or push over their authority. God, we're speaking, God, that you have them to operate in love right now, understanding the compassion. And, God, we even speaking, God, for those uh, citizens, God. Help us, God, to be respectful, God. Help us, God, to be conscious, God, of the law right now and obey it right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we're speaking, God, for those who are grieving right now, God. We're speaking, God, that you comfort them right now, in the name of Jesus. Be with them right now, God. God, we speaking right now, God. We know that you never, you said in your word that you would never leave nor forsake us. You never abandon us right now, God. So, God, there are those right now, God. Well, first of all, God, we all need you right now, God. We are, regardless if you're grieving or not, we need you right now. Not only do we need you, God, but we want you right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking right now, God. Those who may be trying to find their identity right now, God. Help them, God, to seek you right now. And as they seek you, God, you will reveal their identity, God, their purpose, God, their hopes and their dreams right now, God. So, God, we thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this. We thank you, Lord, for the deliverance right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for the souls being saved and set free right now, burdens being lifted, yokes being destroyed right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, God. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in and participating with me. Uh, if you want to get in contact with me, my name is Brother Prater. You can catch me on Facebook uh, on the Brother Prater. Uh, you can see my daily devotion and my videos. Also, uh, if you want to, you can go to my website at brotherprater.com. You will see my daily devotion and upcoming events and also personal appearances. Um, also, you can go to the store section of my 
website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and their responsibilities. Also, uh, to let them know their needs and responsibilities towards their children and their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, you can go and purchase my other book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper. This is a tribute to my sister, Sheila Prater, who was um, tragically killed during a uh, domestic violence. And, um, you know, as we get ready to wrap this up, um, there's a lot of violence going on domestic violence and I just want to encourage those people who are in a unhealthy relationship um, you know who you are God knows who you are seek help and I'm going to be honest with you it's time for us to do something and it's time for us as a church to do something you know um, no longer just saying we're going to pray for them no we're going to do something for them we're going to help get them out the enemy's hands and we speaking for deliverance and salvation and protection right now regardless if you're married or not and and i want to encourage i want to encourage those who may be married who are in a domestic violence situation get out get out get out i've, I've been dealing with a lot of uh people and they've They've been told, well, you know, God hates divorce. I don't want to get a divorce. You know, I'm scared. You know, my pastor told me to say, uh, 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 God hates divorce. Guess what? God hates divorce, but also God hates domestic violence. So we look here. We're here to save lives. God told me a couple, matter of fact, right after my sister passed away, what God told me, God told me before we start saving souls, we got to first start saving lives. And so, Everybody's life matter. Everybody's life matter. You are important. I don't care. I don't care what your upbringing was. I don't care how many bad relationships you were. You are not a punching bag. So I just I just had to uh, say that. And who knows? I will be speaking about domestic violence until God tell me something different. But the thing is, this is part of my ministry, and so it's our assignment to talk about this. And so I want us to be able to take this seriously. We we need to be focused on the agenda and the task at hand, and that's to upbuild God's kingdom. And part of that upbuilding of God's kingdom is to turn down the devil's kingdom of domestic violence. So I thank each and every one for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one for y'all love and support, and I ask you all to continuously keep me up before God in prayer. And once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Reconnect my heart. God bless you. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. 
So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.